Secrets to Real Estate Investing, Episode 90. Welcome to the Secrets of Real Estate Investing Show, where you'll learn powerful strategies from top experts to take your investments to the next level. Here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Holly McCann, and I have with me today someone with the most unique accent that we've ever had on this show. I'm really excited to introduce to you from Italy, Mr. Ilya Luti. Welcome to the show, Ilya. Thank you, Ollie. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, thanks so much for coming on the show. As you listeners, some of you may know, some of you may not know, but I really love to have people on my show who are in the trenches doing deals, not necessarily like big gurus selling big programs or anything, but you know, men and women who are doing the deals and working hard and experiencing the ups and the downs and all the realities of this business. So Ilya is one of those people. I think we just connected on Facebook recently, right, Ilya? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I, I asked him like, hey, would you come on my show? So I'm really excited that he is willing to share his story. He's from Italy and his wife is from Hungary and they've only been here a few years. So Ilya, why don't you fill our listeners in on your background and some of your story? Sure. So my name is Ilya. I'm from Italy and we've been here for about five years now. I spent a lot of time abroad being a foreigner because I have to get all the paperwork done and such, you know, the visa. And uh, together with my wife, who's from Hungary, we are now investing in uh, Florida in Clearwater, Pinellas County. My background has absolutely nothing to do with real estate. I used to be a waiter, and after being a waiter for four years, I was a salesman in Italy. But we started to invest part-time in Italy together with my father, acquiring property at auctions. And in doing that, we found contacts that allowed us to come over to US and pursue now the American dream. So, we came here basically with uh, a lot of willingness to make things happen, but with very little knowledge and uh, basically no money. So Wow. Now, I got to ask you, when you say no money, like some people say that, but maybe they have something. But mm -hmm. I think you were telling me before we started recording, you didn't have money for a bed or anything, right? Okay. <laughs> we came here, as I said, we came here because we found the right contacts. So at least we thought they were the right contacts to start investing here. It was the, there was a partner that should have brought the funds. So I should have been together with my wife, the person on the field finding the deals and he would have financed those acquisitions. But by the time we got the company set up and my visa worked out, which cost us $10,000 and six months to get it that we spent abroad. So not on the field hunting for deals. The deal with this guy kind of fell through because the guy disappeared. Oh my gosh, so, how frustrating. It was a lot of fun because we found ourselves here with very little money, meaning probably what? We, we started, we did the first acquisition counting on these guys help and that helped us. Also because we had the possibility to pay for the visa and everything. But by the time he left, there was nothing else. I mean, also because we started very, really big. We were renting the car and we were paying three months of rent in advance. Like we were just booming. But by the time we were actually moving, I said, okay, things uh, needs to be restructured. And instead of hunting for properties to acquire for cash, since cash was no longer there, we started to acquire as much knowledge as possible 
to start acquiring property through lease options, owner financing, all those kind of deals that require us to get as little money as possible out of our pockets because we didn't have any. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm just super impressed at your, um, your drive and your passion and your hunger, hunger to eat and hunger to do deals, huh? You got to make right. money if you're going to eat, right? <laughs> right, right. You know, they say that, you know, one way to succeed is just arrive and then burn the sheep so that you don't go back. That's basically what happened to us. We either could just come back and we say, forgot about it. We tried and it's not going to work out. Or we just, you know, work at it until we make it happen. And that's what we're doing to these days. So we're wow. proud of our past, my wife and I. So I so, love it. Well, why don't you tell us about your first deal then? Sure. The first deal. So we came here again. We didn't know, not, we, not even where we were. I didn't know. I probably heard about the Orlando Magic before I came from <laughs> Italy. But I didn't know where I was coming. So we were looking property, of course, in the MLS. We didn't know any better. And we were in touch with two realtors. We were working with somebody in St. Petersburg, with somebody else in Clearwater. And we started by just looking at all the properties that they would put us in front of us, not knowing where they were or anything. Then we said, okay, we can't waste so much time. So we were just looking up the listings online and we were creating maps to know in which order to visit them because we didn't know where we were going. And even there, we, we were wasting a lot of time. I mean, how many properties we were looking at? I don't know, like 30 a day, and we were probably making, I don't know, 10 offers a day. I mean, the guys were really getting tired. It was, it was crazy because we had three months, and then we had to go back because of wow. the visa requirements. So we had to make it happen in 90 days. <sighs> so in 45 days, after I don't know how many offers, we acquired, we got an offer accepted. We actually got two offers accepted, and one fell through, luckily, because now I would know what I was buying, and I'm happy that that wasn't our first acquisition. But the one that ended up being ended up being our first acquisition was a single family in Pinellas Park. It was uh, two bedrooms, one bathroom house, so tiny that we got for fifty thousand. And there was a converted Florida room that we couldn't make it look like a third room. So they told us you need to have a closet. Since we didn't know any better, we just bought a dresser and we put it in there, and we claimed it as a third bedroom. <laughs> but it was crazy. It was crazy. But anyhow, we purchased it for fifty thousand. We put 5,000 in it. Basically, we just painted it in the inside and we fenced in the backyard and we sold it from Hungary because by the time we, everything was done, we had to leave the country. And we sold it from Hungary, from Hungary within 90 days from the time we purchased it for 80,000. So, wow, uh, that's really good for a first deal. Yeah, it was the, the beginner's luck. That's how they, also what they told us. But, you know, it worked out. It worked out. I remember after the closing, we walked in with uh, one of the books that we were reading back then, The Beginner's Guide to Real Estate Investing. It was probably my very first English book about real estate. And I told Eva, my wife, what do we do now? <laughs> and then we, we just asked the realtor to put us in touch with some contractor. They painted it. And uh, we put it on the market for 80,000. We got the first offer was full asking price. And the realtor sent us an email while we were in Hungary. The subject of that email was take it and run. <laughs> we did that. We took it I and love we ran. it. I love it. That's awesome. What a great first deal. <laughs> so, and before we were recording, um, you have an interesting path where most people, 
often will start with wholesaling, then go to rehabbing, then go to holding properties. But tell us about your path and how yours is different. Yeah, that, that's at least what we are experiencing. Then everybody has his own background, his own priorities. But most of the time when we go to rehab meetings and we host one, so we see that this is most, what most people do. They start wholesaling and then they get some more money together. They start rehabbing and then they want to create passive income. We did it backward because we didn't know any better. So we, saw, we thought that the only way to make money in real estate was what we were doing in Italy, buying low and selling high, increasing the value of the property by putting some money into it, which is a great way of making money. Just we, we didn't know there were other ways. So we started by doing that. And the first uh, transaction is a clear example. Then we started connecting with local investors that acquired property since, I don't know, 30, 35 years. And they do this in a creative way, lease option on their financing, subject tools. And I remember we showed the property that I mentioned earlier to one of our greatest friends to this day. And uh, he told us, well, I would buy this house, but I wouldn't pay for it. So I said, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> well, I would do this and I would do that. So we sat down with him and he started basically, he started teaching us everything that, that we know to this day. So instead of pursuing, instead of continuing rehabbing, we started to, also because as I said, we were very short on money, we started acquiring property through lease option. And we did quite a few lease options. We did the first one with 3,000, with the first one with 5,000 option consideration, subject to the remaining balance of the mortgage. So basically it was a subject to an option without getting title. Then we did it again with a property that we live in with 3,000 down. And then we did another one just with the money to rehab it and so forth. And then we got a bit more confident as the money was coming in doing subject tools or owner financing. So we moved, instead of continuing rehabbing, we went to holding on to properties and then we ran out of money again because we're not rehabbing and we're putting down money on properties that we're holding on to. And then we said, well, how do we do it? Because we need to continue growing. So we're just figuring out as we're going. And then we started to focus more in wholesaling. Currently we have four properties under contract, three of which are already under contract with the buyers that are going to close on it. And uh, maybe we'll keep the fort. I don't know. We, that's what we'll be spending the day on today, just looking for financing or other way to make it work. So we'll see. I love it. And that just goes to show that there are so many ways you can make money in real estate investing. And you don't have to have money to make money, but you got to have the drive to work and the will to learn. I love that you are reading a book, you know, and you're talking to people and you're getting educated. I mean, that's how you, it's so great just to be able to, to talk to people, whether they're from a local real estate investor association or somebody you find on LinkedIn or right. bigger, bigger pockets is a great place to network or Facebook. Right. So there's so many opportunities to learn from people who have, you know, already done it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. They can Absolutely. walk you through yeah, and teach you. Just ask questions, of course. Well, and also for people that might be really new to this whole world, we should define what is a lease option, what is owner financing, and what is subject to. You know, people, you know, we throw those terms around so loosely because you and I have done those kind of deals. No, it, it but, is right. It is right. And but let's, so go ahead and define it. What's a lease option and how do you make money with a lease option? 
So the first time I was addressing sellers with these terms, it didn't work out exactly for the same reason. What the heck are you talking about? So <laughs> yeah. that's not the way to negotiate a deal. Uh, so what language very, are you speaking, Ilya? Right. <laughs> so the way we approach it is always when we ask somebody is, would you consider, other than all cash, would you consider receiving a certain amount of money upfront and monthly payment? So this is how we open the conversation. And the lease option is simply the possibility to rent the property for a certain amount of time with the right to sub-lease it to the tenants, basically. And uh, the pos- what they w- obtaining the option gives us the possibility to put a cloud on the title so that whoever we're making the, the deal with, the agreement with, so with a seller, does not have the possibility to sell it to somebody else sometime in the future. So in the event that they change their mind, they can't decide to sell it to somebody else because the option gets recorded in public records. Sometimes we attach a mo- we attach a mortgage to the option so that through how do you call it through the title search it comes up for sure and so forth. There are different ways of setting it up, and uh, and that's it. So this is what the option is. Yeah, you're protecting your interest by reporting it. And I think that is a huge important thing. It's one thing to have the option with someone and they sign it. But if you don't record it on public records, you're not protected. They could still go sell it out from under you and you wouldn't know it. So make sure you record it. And if you have questions, ask your title company to protect yourself. Absolutely. Another thing to remember is that we normally don't do option, you know, lease option for a shorter period than 10 years so that we can go through cycles and you need to notarize every lease that's longer than two years. So always bring, there are no closing costs involved in a lease option because there is no exchange of title. But again, as you mentioned, Oli, always have the title agency dealing with it to make sure that you do it right. So. Oh, very, very good to note. And but I love how you, br- oh. No, go, go ahead. ahead, sorry. Owner financing. If you were done about lease option, let's see. I have anything else to say. The owner financing. I love how you present it, and mm-hmm. I even go one step further by always telling them I can give you a higher price if you don't need all cash. I go here's your, you know, what I'm offering, or here's the cash price. You don't want right. the cash price way right. down there, right? Oh right. no. So I always like point out to them how great it is if they can be the bank. Right. Right. So by understanding what our options were as investors, you know, our opportunities, what the solutions that we can offer to the seller were, and as we were improving in presenting them, we realized what the business really is about. It's not about getting the discount and, you know, I win and you lose the negotiation, but it's about helping people and adapting to the seller situation. So that's why we name our company Real Estate Helpful Solutions. Because uh-huh. we can tailor our services to whatever the needs of the sellers are. Exactly as you said, if uh, you're willing, if the seller is willing to work with me, I don't care how much I pay for the property if I can get the terms that allow me to achieve my goal. And my goal is cash flow. So I can overpay as long as I make money every month. Exactly as you said. So owner financing comes into place when uh, the seller, it's easier when the seller doesn't have the, any mortgage on the property, when he owns the property free and clear. And as you said, he's able to hold the mortgage for you. So you're obtaining financing through the equity that the person has on his own property. 
And yeah, everything can be negotiated. So they can be in first position, second position, depending on how willing they are to work with you and how good of a negotiator you, you become. And that's it. Yeah, I'm doing a flip right now where the seller carried everything. I gave him 10 grand just so that he'd feel good. And it was a really low priced home for Southern California. My purchase price was 230 grand, I think, or 220. It was really low. But I even just asked in my nice, kind, sweet way, or I, did, I didn't even ask. I just said, okay, well, at this price, I will start paying you interest payments at six months out if I haven't finished and fixed the flip to the property, mm-hmm. but I plan to flip it by then. I'm like, nice. okay. Like they didn't even no, you know, not- say anything else. You know, so I was giving them a good price and they had to wait six months max. You know, mm-hmm. that's okay for them. It worked yeah. out. It was a solution they wanted, just like what you, you talked about. You never know what will work for the seller unless you ask. And you know that better than I. So, of course, just never assume anything. Just present what works for you and it might work for them as well. So. Yeah. And it's usually realtors that are the biggest hindrance of all. And they're like, oh, no, no, they want cash only. I'm like, oh, my gosh, could I at least talk to them? Please? Did you ask? Did you ask? And the reason why they don't ask, first of all, might be because, you know, different priorities. They care about their own commission. And second, they might not have as much knowledge as you do. And they don't understand. You're right. <laughs> it's scary. <sighs> it makes them nervous. Yes, for sure. So before we forget about the subject two, the subject two is just gaining title of the property. So we gain ownership of the property subject to the financing that's currently on the property. So we become owner but the debt on the property is still under the previous owner's name. So they are responsible. We become responsible because we tell them that we pay for them, of course, but is not, we're not liable. So there is a huge difference between the two. So that's Right. It. And the wonderful thing for us investors about that is the interest rates are usually way lower than if we have to go out and get a hard money loan or a private money loan. That's even, what allows us to, to build portfolio for that, for that very reason. Exactly. Yes. I bought a home subject to, um, gosh, probably three or more years ago mm-hmm. in Palm Springs, California. Maybe you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. And originally the interest rate was 2.75%. And just like an hour ago, I got the updated mortgage statement from Wells Fargo. You know, I pay faithfully every month and everything. It's up to four and a quarter percent. I'm like, oh, it's starting to get up to market rate, but it's still great. Like Uh at the time I couldn't have qualified with everything I'm doing. I already have you know, too many mortgages to count if on rental properties. So I'm not going to be refinancing anytime, but Hey, I mean, 2.75% was my first interest rate. I mean, it was like, where did you get that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Talking about getting the right rate, Eva and I don't even have a credit. So we started with no money to this day. We don't have any credit and due to the way we do things, we are not planning on building one. So that's just, uh, Yep, you don't have to have an 800 FICO score to play this game or to do this business. You don't. So, okay, tell us about your best deal, if you would. So, again, everything is subjective. Everything is down to priorities. This is the best deal according to what I want to obtain in real estate. And I'm after passive income. I want to be able to go back to Europe, visit my family as often as I want to, for as long as I want to, without any issue. So 
we got together with this person, with this seller. Now we own it for what, like six months, nine months? What is it? About nine months. So my wife is on the other side of the table. That's why I was asking oh. her. She never wants to be recording on camera. And she's always here, but nobody oh. sees her. So she's the shadow partner. And nothing would move without her. So I, I mean, I'm happy to acknowledge her because she's crucial. So anyhow, we got in touch with the seller and we were sitting at his at kitchen table. And um, previous to our appointment, we met with another investor who, of course, only offered him a very discounted cash offer. We told him, look, we can do cash, but if we were to buy the house for cash, we would only buy the house in order for us to resell it, either by assigning the contract or putting some money in it and increasing the value. He understood because, you know, he's, uh, he's a seasoned guy. He had two other properties that he sold to the people he was renting them to. So he wasn't the, the regular owner, you know. So we put the deal together. We just told him, look, if you're willing to work with us, there is nothing that we, there is no limit. We can make anything happen as long as we keep each other happy. So the conversation started. And after one hour that we were chatting, I put a piece of white paper in front of him and he started right down the contract with the blue pen. So I thought we got it. And he started, you know, how much of uh, money up front makes you feel comfortable? How much of a monthly payment would you want? How much would you ask and so forth? So the negotiation, went on and on for about an hour, an hour and a half, and we left with a contract. By the time we got home, he called us and he said, look, I can't, I can't continue that way because the monthly payments are too low, the money up front is not enough, fine. So it basically, long story short, it took us three months oh. <laughs> to find out the right terms. I was running, by, I was running this deal by investor friends to help me structure it. And both of them, over time, they even met with him as well. Said, look, you're wasting your time. It's just, it's just not motivated. It's just messing with you. It's just messing with you. Even my wife told me, stop wasting your time. After three months, we purchased this property. That's uh, three bedrooms, two bathroom, with a laundry room, with a two-car garage, with a pool in uh, is it? Newport Ritchie, which is Florida, Pasco County. It's worth about 165000 we purchased it for 185,000. So we overpaid. We gave the seller $20,000 at closing. Three months without any payments. Another 20,000, six months without any payments. And March 1st, we'll start making him payments of $800 a month for 10 years, all toward the principal. With a $49,000 balloon 10 years from now. Now, even if we had that money, we wouldn't have used our own. So we borrow the 20 and we borrow 10 of the second 20 that we put down. So it was a no money down deal for us. The 20,000 that we got at closing, the 10,000 that we got three months after closing, because by then we put 10 of our own, have been borrowed, hard money loan, no point up front, no point in the back end, no prepayment fee, in second position with payments, with accruing payments. So it didn't affect our cash flow. So that due to the willingness to work of the seller to work with us, due to the connection that we are able, that we were been able to establish in our community has been, according to my priorities, the best deal we've been able to put together so far. And I just love the house. The tenants have been there now since the very first month, the second month, because we had to paint it and they're paying 1475. So if you do the math, we're happy.
Wow. Nice. No money down and cash flow going. I love it. That's awesome. What an inspiration. That's why I'm very proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love, love, love it. Thanks for sharing that creative thing. Um, so do you have any, um, challenging stories or worst deal stories that, um, you're willing to share? <laughs> so there are, there are deals where we didn't make much money and they're still pretty good deals because, you know, they took us like a week or two weeks, but there is one that, uh, so when we started, it was like what the fourth acquisition that we probably made. We made it with a friend of ours, and uh, it should have lasted. I remember we like purchased it in September, and we said we're gonna be done um, with this rehab by December, and this was 2013. Well, we got paid the last payment we received because like two months, two years after. He bought us out by giving us back the money that we put in the deal. So basically, for two years, we didn't make any money. We purchased the house 50-50. Then he gave us back the money we put in because we weren't going anywhere. Because instead of taking us three months, it took us two years. And I was like doing the sweat equity myself. Was scrapping the floors from the the tiles. It was a really nasty job. That's hard work, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not any good in any rehab work, but I'm the demolition man. So <laughs> I could do that part. So anyway, it wasn't cash flowing because the house of course was vacant. We bought it just to fix it up and resell it. We were planning on selling it after three months. Instead, after, what is it? Four years, we were still in the deal and we sold it for land value. We, I mean, the guy was happy because our partner made money. It was an owner financing deal. So he was making money by amortizing it. So by the time he sold it, he made some good money. But we got our money back and then he gave us some money for the labor. So we didn't lose any money, but we didn't make any either, basically. And it took us four years to get out of it. So that is oh. my best experience so far. Yeah, and you know it what? Gone, just... It could have been worse if we weren't dealing with an experienced investor who's a dear friend of ours. Mm. Because somebody else could have just gotten, look, you didn't do your due diligence, you messed up and you lost money. Instead, he was really honest and he got her back, but it was a mistake. Wow. But you know what? At least you didn't lose money. I've got plenty where I lost money, so I'm glad you didn't lose. <laughs> yeah, so far, so far. We've been knocking on wood. That's awesome. Okay. Well, I super appreciate all of your experiences you've shared today. Sure, and it sounds like you're always open and wanting to network with people and maybe find some people you could do business with and listeners in case you don't remember he's in the tampa bay area in clearwater florida so Ilya, how do people get in touch with you if they would like to participate in your world there in florida so they can reach me at 727-366-6916 we have a facebook page it's uh, real helpful solutions or they can reach us, my wife and I, by email at uh, realestatehelpfulsolutions at gmail.com. Awesome. And we'll have all that in the show notes. So if you're listening, you're not able to write anything down, um, it's hardhatholly.com forward slash 83. We're show 83. And if you have access to type something into your phone, if you can text, if you want to get the um, show notes and our past free downloads and everything we have from our show, you're going to text 
the word hard hat with no space in between hard and hat, hard hat, all one word, to the number 38470. So if you text hard hat to 38470, I will send you weekly updates when our new shows go live, as well as links to free downloads and all the great things we have. So Ilya, thank you again so much. And what's your kind of parting words of advice to new and aspiring investors? That everybody is scared, is scared to begin with. And the only way to get over fear is just act upon it. So we came here, I, I was barely speaking English when I came here the first time. Uh, people were laughing at us because nobody would have thought that we would have lasted more than a month. And here we, we, we are after five years. So forget about what people might think or say about you. Just pursue your dream and do whatever it takes to make it happen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, man. I mean, if you can learn to speak English while you're learning investing in America, my hat is off to you. My hard hat is off to you. I'm impressed. Appreciate well, thanks it. again for your time and listeners get out there and take some action. If Ilya hasn't inspired you, I don't know what will, because if he can do it, you can too. Go make it a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening today. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review our show. And let us know in your review what you'd like to hear more of. For the show notes and free downloads for this episode and all others, go to hardhatholly.com.